Gospel Rumination Tuesday on this May the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2021. And I'm Tom Baker with Mark Smith. We'll be taking a look at the hymn for Pentecost, Come Holy Ghost, God and Lord. And this hymn was written by none other than Martin Luther. Yes, he wrote that as several hymns he had done that were, in a sense, originally Latin versions of the hymn. And this is just one of the Latin chants that he had taken from the Vespers of the Vigil of Pentecost. That's where it comes from. Now, he improved this German version and added two additional stanzas. It first appeared in 1524, and the translation is a composite. Uh, a lot of hymnals, they credited it to Catherine Winkworth, and we've talked about her quite a bit. But in fact, only the first three lines of the first stanza and a fraction of stanza three are hers. The rest is from Richard Massey, who died in 1887, and then the synthesis of the Winkworth and Massey translations appeared in the work of August Cruel, C-R-U-L-L, who died in 1923. And why are we doing this hymn? This is the hymn of the day for the day of Pentecost. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with us is Mark Smith. This is a tremendous hymn, isn't it, Mark? Oh, yes. Oh, you bet. It's a very familiar hymn, uh, among, especially among Lutherans and, and, of course, for Pentecost Sunday. Absolutely. We're going to use it. Oh, that's good. Is it a day of communion for you? Oh, Yes. So yes. I'm going to have it as the opening uh, hymn at our churches. Yeah, I'm trying to remember where I placed this in the service. I think it might. No, I, I you know, there's one other hymn I really like, too, and that's uh, Creator Spirit by Hussein. I like that. I like that hymn. I think that's our opening hymn. That's a beautiful is, hymn also. Uh, is that a different tune? Oh, yes. Than this. Creator spirit by whose aid the world's oh, foundations right. first were laid. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that in, in our hymnal, that's number 500. Yeah, right. this one is number 497, in case anybody is using our hymnal. Uh, we would encourage to get the Lutheran service book in your home. In fact, when we moved at the congregation I was at to this new hymnal, we offered it to individuals to help pay for it, but we encouraged them to pay for a second one that they received. So a lot of our members have it in their home. Come Holy Ghost, God and Lord. And it only has three verses. And we'll have plenty of time to kind of go through them. So would you be so kind as to read the first stanza? Come Holy Ghost, God and Lord. With all your graces now outpoured on each believer's mind and heart, your fervent love to them impart. Lord, by the brightness of your light, 
In holy faith, your church unite from every land and every tongue. This to your praise, O Lord our God, be sung. Alleluia, alleluia. So it's definitely about the Holy Spirit, referred to as the Holy Ghost in this case. And immediately he's referred to as God and Lord. Now, right. the reason that's important, believe it or not, there are people who believe in oneness theology, and that is they don't believe the Trinity is made up of three different persons, but only one individual, God, and he appears in three different forms. In the Old Testament, as the Father, in the New Testament, as Jesus Christ, and after Jesus Christ, as the Holy Ghost. But we believe that there are three persons, all of them God and all Lord. That's right. Three co-equals. Now, how do you understand with all your graces now outpoured? Normally, what is grace referring to well, then? Well, well, of course, this is, Pentecost, this is a Pentecost hymn, and of course, the first thing I think of is that special outpouring of the Holy Spirit on that first on that Pentecost Sunday, uh, Acts chapter two. Now, but not only that, uh, that special outpouring of the Holy Spirit, but also uh, He comes to us today through the means of grace, through the gospel. Uh, whether it be preached or in the in the absolution when our when the pastor uh, ge- delivers the forgiveness of sins uh, that God gives us, and also uh, through holy baptism and the Lord's Supper, all of, all of His graces are now outpoured to us uh, through those means of grace, through the gospel and the sacraments. And as the New Testament says, the entire Bible was written under inspiration of the Holy Spirit through the prophets and the apostles. Yes. So that's another grace, so to speak. Remember, we always like to make a distinction between grace, mercy, and justice. You remember them? Yeah. Well, let's see if I can uh, shake that out of my brain this morning. Uh, Grace is uh, when I'm given something that I don't deserve, right? Excellent. Yep. And uh, let's see, justice is when I get what I'm des- what I deserve, which which yeah. is you know I don't I really don't want God to be just with me. <laughs> Not in uh, that because sense. I know what I deserve. And right. then uh, let's see, what what's the third one? Mercy. Mercy is when I receive no. what I don't deserve. No, that's grace. Okay, let's see. Mercy is okay. Tell me when what I don't receive. When I don't receive what I deserve. That's right. Yes. So God is a merciful God, and he's a gracious God, and that comes only to each believer's mind and heart. Now, this has a, a number of Bible verses, but what I be thinking here is what David says, create in me a... Clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 51. That's exactly correct, and that's what is each believer's mind and heart. And it is part of the John 3.16. For God so loved the world, 
And that's what the next phrase is. Your fervent love to them in part. Fervent. That may be a word that needs to be understood by children if you're helping them with this hymn. What would that mean? Fervent, fervent. would be uh, intense or excellent, adamant, adamant or uh, firmly, uh, firmly sought. Yes, it would be a love that a parent has for a newborn child. Right. Strong. Strong. Very strong. So you cannot get through this hymn without talking about Jesus. The next phrase, Lord, by the brightness of your light. And the light is none other than what Jesus says. Yeah, he's the light I'm of the, the world. Way. Yes, the, the truth, light of the world. Truth and the light. Oh, no. In, no, that's life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I know. But Jesus also is referred to as the light. The light of the Right. Absolutely. In I holy the, faith. I think that that little song, this little gospel light of mine, I'm going to make it shine. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yes. that That's one that could be sung in, in the Sunday school. No you doubt bet. about it. Yes. So what we have in stanza one, after naming the Holy Spirit as God and Lord, it describes the Spirit's work about these gifts to all believers. And the gifts, of course, are forgiveness, life, and salvation. That's given to every Christian in baptism. And also... And the Lord's Supper. Excellent, yes. And the Lord's Supper, yes. So this is the fervent love that is coming around. In fact, this thought is expressed in the same way. Remember, there's a post-communion collect. In faith towards you and in, and in fervent love. Love toward one another. Excellent. Boy, you got a good memory. And... Uh, <laughs> If you had asked me that, I wouldn't have remembered that. That's but, years. You know what that is, Tom? That's years of using the liturgy is what that is. That's right. That's the benefit of the church's liturgy. Exactly. And I'm just not at all happy, and it happens a lot of times outside of Lutheranism, but we, even within Lutheranism, where these pastors want to write their own liturgies. Yeah. And how, how can you do that? after the Holy Spirit has led us to such wonderful liturgies that we already have. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the hymnal earlier, and one of the sad things about this, uh, this uh, pandemic that we're in is a lot of churches, including our own, have put the hymnals away for more than a year. And we, we reprint our services. But, you know, I hope when we finally get those hymnals back that we can remember how to use them for crying out loud. Because uh, I really miss those hymnals in the, in the pews. The hymnals aren't even in the pews? Well, no. No, because that was one of the precautions that was made when, when uh, with the the uh, social distancing, everything else is, you know, they wipe down the pews and everything between services. And one of the things, one of the cautions was they put the hymnals away because they didn't want people handling them and, uh, and, and spreading the disease around. That, I, uh, had, I had not heard that. Don't, don't they do that uh, in the churches you've been serving? Oh, no. They leave and the hymnals here, in the pews. Right. And well, I'll tell you why. 
and why what you did is probably correct and why we didn't. Um, on Sunday, I, I do it two churches, but there's only one service at each one. And so we mm. were told by the district president that if the hymnals are not touched for about two days, then uh -huh. there, there's nothing to worry about. No chance so, of spreading disease. Yeah, yeah that makes so, sense. But you I have two services. Yes, that's right. So, so the hymnals are put away for a while. I did not know that. Yeah, wow. and I'll tell you, you know, you, uh, you, well, you how know, do you sing? Well, we have the the good fortune of having a secretary that can print out the services. That what that's what these congregations do. They they print them out, and uh, you know, the, 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 the leaflets. The leaflets are about nine or ten pages long, but yeah, everything the hymns. Is all printed but, out. Do they do it with the notes? Uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, you have some directives and, and things, but it's no, uh, no, it's no. no. The, the, are the notes in the bulletins? Oh, or just the words. Oh, yes, yes. When they when they uh, use the uh, when they use the hymns, the, the notes are included. Sure. Oh, that's good. Try yeah. and sing Isaiah, mighty seer of. Seer of old yeah. without the notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I could do it, but you don't want to hear me. <laughs> no, no, no. You do a good job. I, I remember I had gone to Concordia, Milwaukee, and at the opening service, we sang that, but they only had the words, and it was terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> Nobody knew how to sing it. No. <laughs> Yeah, you learn fast. You learn yeah. fast what hymns are familiar, uh, what you, uh, that your congregation are familiar with, and uh, uh, yeah, you learn fast what what hymns not to pick. Yes, I keep a record of hymns, and I've been at one congregation now for oh three years, and the other one for over a year and a half, and I try to have a different hymn. There's only about three or four hymns that we've sung twice. And so yeah. I kind of go through the hymnal, keeping track of that. Yeah. Well, let me go with stanza two right now. Okay. We talked about the brightness of your light in one, and here's how it starts off. Come holy light, guide divine. Now cause the word of life to shine. Teach us to know our God aright and call him Father with delight. From every error keep us free let none but Christ our master be, that we in living faith abide in him our Lord with all our might confide. Alleluia, alleluia. I, I'm always surprised how the translators can get it to rhyme because I'm quite sure the original German had different words, of course, in the German, right. but... Um, if you kind of go through it, you got divine rhyming with shine, and um, you got right rhyming with delight, and free with be, and abide with confide. That that's a great translator. Yes. So what what about this second stanza? Well, I would you know when it says 
let none but Christ your master be. Uh, you know, Jesus has the, Jesus tells us somewhere in the New Testament, I can't give you the reference, but he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will testify of me. In other words, uh, you know, these uh, some of these Pentecostal groups, all they can talk about is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit this, the Holy Spirit that. And, uh, you know, Jesus tells us, look, when, when you have the Holy Spirit, he's going to testify of me, namely Jesus. And yes. uh, these these groups that can talk all they want about the Holy Spirit, but they never talk about Christ. In fact, uh, at some of the Pentecostal churches, the way you get saved is you have to speak in a tongue that is a total gibberish. In other right. words, it's not a known foreign language, as they spoke at Pentecost. And remember when, who was that? That was Peter, went to Cornelius yes. after seeing the unclean meat. How did they know that they were Christians is that they also began to speak in tongues and the Holy Spirit was given to them the same way that had been given to the disciples at Pentecost. Yeah, it was like a mini Pentecost that that uh, and that was before they were baptized. Yes, Uh, that was what was interesting is they started they they spoke in these different languages like like they did on Pentecost. And uh, Peter says, hey, can can we is there any reason why we deny these people now baptism we might we let's let's go ahead and baptize they obviously have the holy spirit here and that became a big topic in acts 15 yes. when they were trying to figure out whether the gentiles needed to be circumcised etc and they said no they received the same holy spirit we did in the That's same right. way and so none of the ceremonial laws needed to be followed in order to become a Christian. Yeah, and to the church's credit, there was very, you know, there was relatively little disagreement or uh, or controversy when when uh, Peter and the others expressed what had happened and and uh and and how this came about, they they really rejoiced. They really truly the, this Jewish congregation, I think it was Antioch, wasn't it? They they truly rejoiced that Now that, obviously, the gospel was intended for the Gentiles as well. Yep. And so that's how you take care of controversies in the church. On a theological level, you allow Scripture to interpret Scripture. Right. So, stanza three, please. Come holy fire, comfort true. Grant us the will your work to do. And in your service to abide, let trials turn us not aside, Lord. By your power, prepare each heart, and to our weakness, strength impart. That bravely here we may contend through life and death to you, our Lord, ascend. Alleluia, alleluia. Now, do you have any questions about that stanza? Let's see. Well, it talks, of course, you know, uh, holy fire. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Each verse talks about a different aspect of the Holy Spirit's ministry. Um, Excellent. The first was uh, Holy Ghost, uh, all God and Lord. Lord. Then light, light and guide divine. And this last one, fire. This one... uh, this one, I think, stresses the work of the Holy Spirit in enabling us now to to live out our faith 
and to share the gospel. Uh, fire, in other words, fire, that, uh, that itself um, strongly suggests, you know, that keep the fire of the gospel burning. Uh, let that fire inspire us to, uh, to greater and greater works in the ministry of our Lord. Well, when I think of the word fire, I think of the day of Pentecost. Yes, I do too. But I also think about you know keep the fire, keep a fire under those people. Let them what know, was, let no, them no, know no. what the Lord wants. Huh? What? What is the point of the day of Pentecost with fire? Well, those uh, the, the the tongues of flames that uh, hovered over it. the they were the tongues disciples. of fire. Yes, and that was the um, Holy Spirit that was therefore giving them the ability to speak in other languages so that all the Gentiles who were there for the celebration of Pentecost could hear the word of God. Yes, but so, you know, later on in the, in the stanza, it says, Lord, by your power, prepare each heart, and to our weakness, strength impart, that bravely here we may contend. You know, we don't want to just be wimpy, wimpy, sleepy Christians, but that bravely here we may contend through life and death. Uh, so it, I, at least the, the last stanza of this hymn uh, suggests that the Holy Spirit is the power behind all that we do. Yes, and this is really needed today. There are places where people work that they can get fired if they speak Christian thoughts, which never happened 50 years ago. Oh, I but know. If, if somebody is speaking out against the immorality that's occurring in the world or some other things. Well, Marxism. Yeah, this offends certain people. And then they go ahead and they persecute the Christians as though that isn't offending them. You know, that's just ridiculous. But that's what Jesus went through, the disciples went through, the apostles. And so that's what we expect. Jesus says, I'm not of the world, you are not of the world, and, and that's why the world hates you. Right. So, you're preaching, obviously, the Pentecost this coming Sunday. And, yes. And uh, that means the Christ candle is not there, isn't it? That's right, yes. Yeah, we yeah, took the, it away. The Easter, the Easter season is now past. Yes. Yeah, what I did... I had an usher elder come up when I was reading the gospel for Ascension, and he took the candle out, put the candle out while I was reading that. And then I explained to the people that that just symbolized that Jesus wasn't visible on earth, but that he was still with us in heaven. And that's not something we need to be concerned about. Well, thanks right. so very much, Pastor Smith on tomorrow's law and gospel that'll be wednesday we'll be giving you a subject that we hope that you'll be interested in but if you get a chance try and buy from the church the hymnal so you can follow along and prepare your children for the coming sunday until tomorrow god bless you Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker. 
P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.